Do you remember the first story that was so spellbinding that it drove you to break the rules and stay up all night? To keep reading, keep listening, keep playing? So good you forgot your life and lived there? So good that the moment it ended you asked yourself, what next? Welcome to the floor. Our goal is to take you back, take you deeper, to explore and understand more, and relive that childlike wonder. Join us as we dive deep into humanity's greatest stories, no matter how they are told, through books, movies, television, even games. One of us does an in-depth research on our topic. One of us is familiar with the topic. And one of us knows nothing. So the right questions will always be asked and will be addressed for anyone coming into the topic, regardless of how much you know. Enjoy another world, another adventure, another spellbinding story. Join us on the floor. All right. Welcome back to the floor. First off, we want to welcome our latest patron. Uh, This is Austin. He has joined at the Secrets of the Archivists level. Archivists. Uh, and, uh, so he will be uh, making his episode request. He's let me know that he's he's working on that and thinking of that. He hasn't given us the title that he wants yet because everyone in the treasure room and beyond gets a their own title. Like uh, if they want it, if, if they not, want it, they're yeah. unnoble. Yeah, you uh, got let's back up, Austin. Thank you. We appreciate you joining us on the floor. Yes. Welcome to the family. Most certainly. So today we are going to be in Dungeons and Dragons again in the world of Eberron. And this, is, of course, is a patron request from Kieran, who joined at the level where he can make those. And so he asked us to do the dragon marks in their houses, and, and we've been working on these. And so that's what we're continuing today. So, uh, yeah, so we're in one of the worlds of Dungeons and Dragons and uh, talking about dragon marks in Campaign houses. setting. Yes, campaign setting. So kind of a steampunky world. Uh, and we're gonna mage punky, mage punky. Oh, oh I guess, yes, yeah. A mage punky is is you're right. That's that is. Is it, is it mage punky or mage steam? <laughs> mage punk, because mage punk. Because they have. I think steam. Keith Baker would like uh, mage steam. So well, because because steam right like so what we're saying steampunk punk is the style of technology. Steam is what runs it, right? So uh-huh. mage punk is punk is again the technology type. Magic is what runs it. That's Mage Punk. Right, but Keith Baker does not like his Eberron world to be referred to as punk. Oh, okay. Oh, Keith yeah. Baker is the creator of... Yes, he's the Eberron. creator. And and I okay. kind of agree. Like, it's not quite punk. Like, it is... Like, you're still in a very fantasy setting, but it, there are bits of technology. They, I they're like think drunkers. what he said is he likes Mage Wide. Major That's wise. what he landed on with, with, with small amount of thought. He was like, "Yeah, that's what I'll land on." That's what I'll land on. All right, so that's where we are. Um, and as we continue our journey through the dragon marks and houses, we are going to be talking about the dragon mark of healing and the house of Jurasco. Halflings, yes. So it is a halfling mark, but where we're going to start is on the Talenta Plains. So if we're looking at a map of Eberron, right? We have the, the the main continent where almost everything takes place, and that is Kovir. And that is the continent where we had the last war, right? The equivalent of World War One taking place in Europe, right? Oh, yes. I always and, thought World War II. But okay. So, uh, well, I say World War One because World War II had the Pacific Theater, whereas 
World War One was just your. I don't. I don't know what the oh. Pacific Theater, dude. Not everyone's <laughs> history is as hard as you, dude. What? So the Pacific Theater is right. We had the war with Japan that took place in the Pacific Ocean and those islands. Did you say specific or Pacific? Pacific. I heard specific. Oh, okay. It was one specific so, ocean. So anyway, not not relevant. But yeah, so so it's this main continent where where the conflict takes place of the last war. Okay. So we're going to roll things back 3,000 years before the last war. So we're talking about D&D now? Yes. We're, we're yeah. still in D&D. Uh, we're, we're in D&D. Okay. I mean, we're you in, just talked Emerald. about World War II and World War One. Just check it out. So okay. you're, you're talking 3,000 years before, before the end of the, the last war. Before the end of the last war, right? Oh, okay. okay. And the last war ended when, and nobody knows exactly how, but it's when... Uh, no, no, no. Everybody knows how the last war ended. A whole nation exploded. Yeah, but nobody knows how that happened. How, yeah, how they exploded. Yeah, yeah. Nobody, nobody knows, knows the cause of that. Yeah. They do know that the nation that was selling guns to everybody exploded, keeping keeping everybody alive for hundreds of years and fighting back and forth for hundreds of years. They exploded. So yes. then the war ended because nobody was supplying. So all right. So actually, right next to the nation that exploded, we have the Talenta Plains. Right. It is it is right next to the Mornlands or what used to be Sire. Just and to the east? Just to the east, yeah. So it's kind of so if we take the continent, we split it in half, like just right in the middle of the eastern side is where the Talenta Plains are. And it's just these huge prairie grasslands that kind of stretch out for almost forever until eventually they just kind of roll into desert or they encounter the the mountains of the dwarves. Mm-hmm. And uh so on these Talenta Plains, there are two very, I guess, de- definitive creatures that live. The halflings that are these barbarian nomadic tribes, right? You're, you've got barbarians and druids and, and, and shaman, and they form these tribes and they travel the plains. And the thing that they hunt and tame the most are dinosaurs. Yeah. yeah. Dinosaurs in Everon? They ride raptors around. Yeah, they, they ride raptors. Dinosaurs in, in Everon? Yeah, uh-huh. they have dinosaurs in Everon. Wait, we've played DDO together, and you've never shown me a dinosaur in Eberron? You, you were never high enough level to fight them. They're, they're high-level creatures. Well, whose <laughs> fault is that for not getting me to a higher level, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> Carry me harder. <laughs> um, um, like like uh, one of my favorite uh, battles between two things is uh, a barbarian riding a druid who's wild-shaped into a T-Rex, yeah. and that comes from... The Talenta Plains, yeah. Yeah, the Twenta, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah the so Talenta Plains, there, yeah. there are straight-up dinosaurs in Eberron. Um, and, Actually, and, in, in, in almost every D&D campaign setting, they exist. So I think it happened in the 90s with the boom of Jurassic Park. And so in the Forgotten Realms, we get the introduction of the world of Chult, which is an island filled with dinosaurs. And in Eberron, uh, which was made not until 2004, we also get dinosaurs. But this one so, doesn't have a land. It has the Talenta Plains. Yeah. Now, they're called buffalo-sized. So a raptor might be the size of a small horse or a large dog, whereas a T-Rex might be the size uh, of a large horse to an elephant, right? So they're not, like, dinosaur-sized. So yeah. the raptor is bigger than most raptors, and the T-Rex is smaller than most T-Rexes. No, the raptor's about the same. Maybe most raptors bigger. are very small. Uh, 
No, no, that sounds about right. Like, uh, no, they were they were pretty dang small. I think it was the only the Utah Raptor that was large. Oh, so well, I'm a little off there. Aaron is correcting me, but yeah. So the but I mean they are halflings, so they can ride these Raptors. But these little yeah. bigger yeah. than normal Raptors, but smaller than a Utah Raptor. Right. <laughs> So yeah, so so they ride the raptors, and like I said, they're druids who will then wild shape into dinosaurs. I and, love that uh, so much. It is so awesome. It is so awesome. <laughs> like the the halfling barbarians riding dinosaurs into combat is just awesome. It is just awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm down for that. Uh, I just, anyways, back to it. Back so, to it. Yes. Is that the point of like? Is that what you're trying to teach me about? Is dinosaurs? So, so here it's among important. among these bar among these nomadic. Uh, halflings, we get the mark of healing uh, first appearing, like I said, 3,000 years ago. So it's one of the earliest dragon marks. That's Wait, so what did they do? They found fossilized dinosaur bones and then they healed them into dinosaurs? <laughs> no, no. So they, they developed the mark of healing out here on the Talenta Plains. Um, and I guess since we're talking about the Talenta Plains, we'll go into them a little more. So because it is just kind of grassland, that goes on and then just slowly bleeds into other things with the exception of the mountains. There is no landmark that defines where the Talenta plains end and the other nations begin because the Talenta plains are their own nation. And so that does lead to a lot of border conflict, particularly when you're dealing with nomadic uh, barbarian tribes, right? They're, they're like, He's like, I didn't see a border there. Be like, it's it's supposed to be right here. You're not supposed to raid our cities over here. We have a a, a treaty. Be like, I didn't say anything. We're just riding my dinosaur, man. Chill. Just riding my dinosaur, man. Oh my gosh, Eli, what are we doing that campaign? <laughs> after my orc campaign, which is after our cyberpunk campaign. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, All right. Uh, so yeah. So so that's it. Now. Um, in uh what is it in the world of Kryn, right? If you've read the Dragonlance books, there's a DD world called Kryn, and the Kinder or the halflings of that world, they have what's called Wonderlust. And they just have this need to go out and travel and adventure. And that's very much what we see in the Talenta Plains as well. Like even as the cities and the world and technology of the uh, of Eberron moves forward, a lot of the halflings they stay in these nomadic barbarian tribes, and that's how they like it. They visit. They, they don't join the cities. They're like, yeah, they'll no, visit. They I, visit I the that. cities. They trade with the cities, so they're aware. But they're like, we prefer to wander these plains, hunting and living with dinosaurs. You know, that's what we want to do. And so these are halflings. Like, yeah, these are halflings. These they're are like, these are so these are the ones that they almost got sued over because they were going to call them hobbits at some. They point. They did call them hobbits. And they then, do not act like hobbits. <laughs> well, everyone's very different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, these are not the little homebody hobbits. They're like, let us hunt and ride the dinosaur. Like, can you imagine if the hobbits met these guys? Like, we're not related to you. <laughs> we're not related. That is not a hobbit. <laughs> that is not a hobbit thing. Get it? Because it's not a hobgoblin? All right, Joe. <laughs> All right, Joe. Uh, tell us uh, what we're going to cover in the... Uh, next half of this oh episode. i guess at some point we'll talk about the mark of healing and the house of Carrasco. <laughs> so this feels like a treasure room <laughs> all 
Okay, so we have been mentioning at the end of our episodes recently about the treasure room, how, as Aaron likes to describe it, in the floor we go deep into things, but in the treasure room we kind of go wide. And we wanted to give people who have never been in the treasure room uh, a little bit of a sample. So going forward, we'll probably be uh, putting in little bits and pieces here. So here is a small clip uh, from the treasure room. We hope you enjoy it and are interested in uh, learning more in there. Joe? Joe, 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 Joe. So the Velociraptor is six feet in length. Most people assume that means it's very tall. It's about a foot now, and a half They're, they're long. They're not tall. It's about a foot and a half tall. You're you're not talking about a Utah raptor. You're talking I'm talking about, about the Velociraptor because a lot of people. I wanted to clear this up for Joe so he doesn't make a dinosaur mistake around us again. Wait, 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 wait. no, it can't be a foot and a half tall. It's barely off the ground. That's the point. It's like a foot and a half, maybe two feet max. It's hey. like if if you're getting a big one. Yeah, lizards don't grow tall. Tall. Yeah. Mammals huh. grow tall. A Birds lot of people watched Jurassic tall. Park and thought, yeah, this I'm, is what it is. The Utah Raptor gets, I think, up to five feet tall at like the biggest. Like that's why they were so cool, because the Utah Raptor was big. But they are the exception to the rule. And and they're big, and they're still not as big as what most people think of when they think of raptors. Right. Okay. Yeah. Jurassic Park. They so, were bigger than. Bigger. So they, they do mention buffalo size. So I imagine these raptors are actually a lot bigger than normal raptors and smaller T-Rexes. Yeah. All right, Joe, we've talked about dinosaurs. In Eberron, which is in D&D. And Eberron's my favorite part of D&D because they have steampunky magic. Now they have dinosaurs. I don't really know what else we have to talk about. Uh, I guess there was a mark we were supposed to discuss about the mark of healing. But we can talk more about dinosaurs if you want. Oh, all right. Um, so, like I said, so here among these these uh, nomadic barbarians, the mark of healing, the dragon mark, begins to appear among these half and uh, those who bear the mark, they tend to leave the tribes. They, they go and they establish a place called Resthold, which is the, the center for uh, the mark of healing and, and House Jurasco. So they form oh, House Jurasco. That, that's so, like their headquarters. Yeah, their headquarters. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, so most of the halflings with the mark end up leaving the tribes um, and, and moving into the cities. And like I said, they, they establish House Jurasco, uh, which is the house for those who bear the mark of healing. Do, do they swear off their tribes? Uh, I don't know, because, I mean, we, we know that the dragon marks are bloodline. So it could be that, like, almost an entire tribe might manifest the mark. And for some reason they decide to stop being among the, the nomadic tribes. Now, there is another dragon mark that appears among the halflings of the Talenta Plains, but they don't. Like, they, they, you can still encounter them in the cities and they have guilds and everything, but most of them prefer to wander the plains. What so, mark is that? That is the mark of hospitality. Here, let me be hospita- hospitable to you. Come, sit in my hut. So, well, what they what, what they do is the hot mark of hospitality. They run like inns and taverns. So they're like, oh, they're I like, thought you said they were like nomadic still. 
they, a lot of them are still nomadic, but they run a bunch of inns and taverns because. Oh, they so you to... like you're out in the middle of nowhere, and you're like, I have not seen real people in three months, and you just see a tavern in the middle of the jungle. And you're like, oh, mark of hospitality, probably. Yeah, there you go. Because <laughs> like they these guys love to wander and adventure and travel, and so the mark of hospitality they set up these inns and everywhere to be like they're like they're like so you can wander the whole world and still be among your people. <laughs> Right, awesome. and, and they're we're just talking like, about that one at some point. Let's like, get back to the market. So, so, so they're like, "That is everything I want. Can I bring my dinosaur?" Be like, "You yeah. better." <laughs> <laughs> Nomadic, efficient builders is all they are. Just... <laughs> so, but like I said, that is a different mark. That is the that is yeah. yeah okay, mark. So, so we're talking about mark of healing, and they live in the mark. cities. Really. Yes. So they, so, for me, it kind of feels like uh, uh, you have a dragon mark. Now you have a responsibility. You don't get to wander like your siblings, where they just, you know, you, you, you find your, your best friend who's a raptor and, and you go wander around with them. And, <laughs> and that's your life. Um, and if you have a dragon mark, it's like, oh, you got to go build an inn. You like this is what you're destined to do. You got to heal people that, that are wounded and come your way. I mean, it, it could be, it, it could be, you know, and maybe that's how it started is, you know, the, the tribe had set up camp for the winter and people had found out they were healing that they just started coming and they just kept coming, you know, and like they eventually be like, well, maybe we just stay here so they can find us. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> but at the same time, it is forbidden for dragon marked houses to own land. So they have to rent. And and now it's an economic problem, right? They don't get to own their stability. House Jurasco has no economic problems. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right, right. Because people need healing. Well, not only that, but there was a war for a hundred years. A lot of people needed healing all the time. (laughs) And and they were the medics. They were, yeah. They were the hospitals. I'm just just imagining we do a campaign and we market it like, well, House Jurasco is just the mark of healing, but also just the marketing team. Like they're just really good at marketing. So not only are they the mark of healing, but everybody knows them. Like, oh, you you need you need healing? Like you go to them. Like these guys no, no, everything. you don't need yeah. healing. You need Jurasco. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Jurasco. You're feeling down. You need Jurasco. You're not smiling right now. Jurasco. Like they have a fun little jingle and everything people sing. Uh, <laughs> well, we'll, we'll talk about so- Fix your body. There's a really interesting thing that develops in Eberron. And so if you are familiar with most traditional fantasy settings, you know, particularly if you played in the Forgotten Realms at all, then or 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 even Kryn and Dragonlance, when you need healing, where do you go? The temple, the clerics. But that is not true in Eberron. In Eberron, you go to House Jurasco. Uh And so we don't know how this develops. Because, uh, you know, because if we look at other settings, uh, you know, the a lot of how the, the temples fund themselves is they sell healing to people. Right. The diseases, cures, even resurrection. Right. And that's how they make a lot of their profit to fund the temples. But they don't do that in Eberron because House Jurasco is doing that. And again, House Jurasco charges money. Right. There is a very famous quote from a halfling. Right. Talking to a sick and dying man. He said, I would love to use my magic to heal you. But I have sworn an oath that if I do not get my coin, I cannot perform my healing. Ooh. <laughs> you know, like that's that right there is the hypocrite coat. 
<laughs> so they they do charge and they're pretty cutthroat about charging. So the question is, was were the temples not doing a lot of healing? And so House Jurassic was able to take over that? Or did they make a very shrewd business decision and undercut the temple prices until temples stopped going into that business? Oh, they monopolized it like the, uh, what was it, the riverboats back in on the Mississippi? But yeah, so we don't know how this evolved in Evron. But now nobody goes to a temple for healing, right? Like temples are like, uh, you know, if if you're connected, like you know somebody at the temple, you can maybe get some healing there. Or if you're a, a higher up member of the temple, you can get healing there. But I mean, it's that's not where you go. You go to House Jurasco and the Halflings. They are the ones who do healing all over okay. Eberron. So let's let's back up for a second. House Jurasco, you could play someone with the mark uh, of healing as lawful evil. Yeah, doesn't matter because. But I mean, there are evil clerics who can heal as well, right? No, but I'm just saying because because of the morality compass is they. They care more about coin than your life, technically. <laughs> like, like you could make that character. Yeah, you totally make that character. And like they're lawful, they will they will do what they said they would. Yeah. Um, something else I want to bring up was uh, uh, remember when I was doing lizard folk, and lizard folk don't eat halflings, right? Because they share food. <laughs> they share food, but also they're healers. Like, oh. like they're like. You like like they they encountered uh, uh, those mountains you were talking about. The lizard folk are growing up on the other side of those mountains. mountains. They they oh. have encountered the halflings. It was probably one of the first other sentient races, <laughs> yeah, they and they're them. like, we don't eat these people. See, they I, are wonderful. See, the lizard folk are the most logical because I bet you they pros and cons that, and they literally weighed that. And they're like, the halfling weighs like. 22 pounds yeah they probably offers did. double that in other like things so, if they were a goliath with those abilities we'd eat them yeah yeah i, I think eat I, that small snack that small snack is worth they more. benefit you more yeah. than the small it really does seem like the lizard folk would read that and be like if they were bigger it would be better to eat them but because they're so small it's not <laughs> they will give you more food than they weigh Yes, this this happens. They know how to do this, and yeah. and they heal you. And if you're exhausted, they 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 help with that. So Just take the tea. Just take the tea. Well, not only that, but I mean, uh, so like we're talking about Jurassic and the mark of healing, but the other mark they carry, like I mentioned, is hospitality. And one of those abilities they get is to create food, right? Uh-huh. So they can tap that dragon mark and just create as much food as they want. Uh huh. Exactly. Exactly. Part of why, like, part of why they run taverns. <laughs> be like, so anyway. All right. Back to the mark of healing. Um. Yeah. So, like I said, there's this really interesting dynamic where either the temples in Eberron weren't healing and never did, or somehow they got pushed out of the business by House Jurasco. Oh, so they've monopolized. Either either way, they have a monopoly. Which, of course, when we then get to the last war. They're very much, they take the Kenneth approach. We like, we just offer to everybody, as long as you can afford the prices, we will heal you, right? And so they're not picking sides. They're they're not picking sides. So they make a fortune in the last war. But unlike Kenneth, they're not destroyed in the end, right? Kenneth is crippled and splintered. Jurassic doesn't, right? This is one of the stronger houses Uh, in the current era. 
I don't, you know, the strength I'd say is debatable because they've really, they, they very much have taken an oath to serve everyone equal and they don't go back on that. Um, so, so like I said, they, so they're not manipulating people the way Keynes did, nor do they really have the power to, as, you know, because they, 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 they stay true to their oath. As long as you can afford the prices, you can get the healing from Jurasco, right? And they, they don't make any limitations on that. Um, but they are, they are definitely the wealthiest house in all of Eberron because of the last war and because they didn't lose everything like Kenneth did. <laughs> so. Hey, Kenneth didn't lose everything. Don't they have zombies or something? <laughs> They're working on zombies. Well, but I mean, they lost their headquarters. They lost most of their people. They lost a lot. They didn't lose everything, but they lost a lot. They lost their whole nation. Yeah, I think, I think that was nation. probably like a like a reset because you know how like when you're playing video games and you got to nerf a character because they're just way OP. I think that's what the writers <laughs> for D&D did for Eberron. They're like, uh, who wouldn't want to be Kanan? Who wouldn't want to be Kanan? This is a problem. <laughs> like that war is being sustained and will never end because of how powerful House Kanan is. If both of those two armies turned on House Kanan, House Kanan would win. So they had to right. do something. All right. So next time we will uh, dive deeper into the leadership of House Jurasco and its relationships with the other houses and other nations and kind of the, the political and social role that it's playing outside of the Talenta Plains. Because there are cities on, the, like, I guess they're not in the Talenta Plains, but kind of like on the edges or just, just outside of them. And that is where, uh, so you would almost say that House uh, Jurassic is not centered in the Talenta Plains, but it's like a ring around the Talenta Plains. Oh, interesting, because they have different hubs, because they heal a lot of different Yeah, hubs. yeah. So they've got imagine tra- hubs all over the world. But Can yeah. you just imagine having to travel to one location to get good healing? <laughs> so with the healing... you got to go to the capital. It's 16 days. <laughs> yeah. I was uh, I was reading about uh, ancient Rome, and uh, they were talking about how how it fell. And they say part of the problem was Rome was just so big. He says, consider this. He says, he says, if if our estimate on cart travel time is right, it would take you six weeks to get from the edge of the empire to the middle. He says, oh. and that means that's also how long it takes to get a message. Right? He says that uh-huh. it is hard to know what is going on on your borders and adjust yeah. for that in, in, a, in an appropriate time. But anyway, that is a different world and different story. <laughs> yeah, that's real stuff. We don't talk about that here. I really hope this episode made you excited to play a halfling riding a raptor. Dude, yes. I'm going to be a halfling as a raptor riding a T-Rex. So, yeah, so I do want to bring up the whole dinosaur thing because a lot of people who encounter dinosaurs in the first time, some people have Aaron's reaction, which is like, that is awesome. And some people are like, this is fantasy. What are these creatures even doing here? Right. And uh, I think this is uh, born out of a few things that happened in the 80s and 90s. We had the Dino Riders which was a uh, cartoon series, yeah. right? And then, of course, we had Jurassic Park. And so b- between the two, we Don't got Don't forget of- about Dinotopia. Oh, yeah, Dinotopia. Yeah, I used to well. watch that. I used yeah. to go to the library. Yeah. Thank you, Eli. <laughs> and My so mom this, would get it for me when I was sick. I had it memorized. This introduced a lot of interest in dinosaurs and, you know, having dinosaurs as pets or, you know, even just, just labor animals. 
Yeah, that's and, Dinotopia. Thank you. So, Eli. and I guess even that the was Flintstones helpful. a little bit, right? We have the no Dinotopia. Shush. Dinotopia. Dinotopia is better. Yes, that was my childhood, man. Eli but, just like unlocked some some memories for me. We'll talk but about the, the creators of D and D wanted that they're building a world of fantasy where you can really go out and and do all the things you dream of doing. And so they included dinosaurs. They didn't make them everywhere because they recognized some players were like, what? This doesn't fit. But, you know, in, in Ebron, we have one location, the Talenta Plains, and that is where the dinosaurs are. And in the Forgotten Realms, you have the island of Chult, and that is where the dinosaurs are. So if you want to make that part of your play, you can. But if you want to stay away from it because it just feels too weird, you can do that too. But you definitely should. If yeah, if your if your players have dinosaurs, guess what? You've tapped into that child mind thing. Anyways, <laughs> Dude, no, I'm so stoked. Anyways, you guys can hope, join us in the treasure room if you want. But I, we're gonna jump in there right now. I hope that you guys were as floored on this episode as I was. Because I kid you not, dinosaurs were my entire childhood. If you enjoyed this episode and want more on the topic. We record a special treasure room for our patrons after every episode. In the regular episode, we go deep. In the treasure room, we go wide. To enjoy the bonus content, sign up at the fluorite level or higher. There is a treasure room for every episode from August 2021 and on. That's double the content. Two episodes a week instead of one. Go to www.patreon.com backslash floor, fantasy and lore. That's floor spelled F-L-O-R-E. Select the fluorite tier or higher. Immediately after each episode is released, the Treasure Room will post the bonus audio on Patreon. They are identified by the tag Treasure Room After and the title of the episode. You can also do a search for the keywords Treasure Room and find all the content you've been missing. Thanks for listening. Leave us a review. Tell us why you like listening to us. Is it our awesome deep dives? Is it our amazing back and forth? Is it our charming good looks? What would you like us to add or change? You can put that in the review as well. We read reviews. Yeah, and if you're going to be leaving us a review telling us what you like about it, maybe you even want to share the content with your friends. Uh, Like and share on social media. You can join us on Twitter and Facebook. We post memes. And we actually started a Discord, so come play with us. So uh, a lot of the worlds we cover have a retcon. Uh, if you're not familiar with that term, it's reconstruction. Or sometimes we might uh, use a bad source for some of our lore research. And if that happens, uh, feel free to email us at floorfantasyandlore at gmail.com. That is floor spelled F-L-O-R-E, fantasyandlore at gmail.com. And if you're angry enough, we'll read it on the air. <laughs> yes, we will. Also, the treasure room is now available. We have locked a few secrets for everything we cover in there, and each week we add more. And uh, you can find the treasure room on patreon.com backslash floor fantasy and lore. And how do you spell that, Aaron? That's lore with an F at the beginning. So it sounds like floor, but it's not the floor you're thinking because it's our floor. uh, We hope you enjoyed your time on the floor. Uh, Think about your favorite part of the episode. Now, think about your nerdiest friend. Who is it? What is their name? They want to know about the floor. Stop holding out on them. Go and tell them about your favorite part. Because all of this is more fun together.